Hey there, Attack on Titan fans. Welcome back to the Attack on Titan After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about Season 3, Episode 8, Outside the Walls of Orva District. Guys, we are going to be breaking down the episode, talking about one of the weirdest looking Titans I've ever seen, talking about the developed relationship between Historia and the rest of her team. Guys, it's going to be a great time. Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Oh my gosh, guys, this episode. I feel oh. like we should have started with accordion music, given that Titan. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it a little bit before the show started but man when this show wants to do like a cgi titan it's usually when it's like the biggest titan in the it's room big it's cool it makes you go ooh. this one uh, was colossal bad. does this one's just <laughs> like and face on the floor i don't know like this is me getting coffee in the morning like that's what this titan i'm sure there are gifts of this titan dragging its face through the dirt, like getting coffee in the morning or just, getting out of bed. Or I, just, I never <laughs> thought I would identify with Rod Reese at all, but like just seeing this titan drag itself along the ground, I'm like, yeah, that's that's me getting up for work in the morning. I, I get, <laughs> I get you, man. This is the one time I'll actually be on the same page as you as a titan. <laughs> dragging your face through the floor on your way to go accomplish something. That's, that's he has me. no face. <laughs> it's just like worn Lord's, smooth. Yeah. Wouldn't it be worst titan ever? Can't facial. eat people. Wouldn't it, I mean that's a great exfoliant, I'm sure. <laughs> but like wouldn't it be great if like he lifts his face up and it's literally just Rodrice's face? Like there's no change. <laughs> well, anyway, hey there Attack on Titan fans. Welcome back to the Attack on Titan after show. We are here to talk about the latest episode outside the walls of Orva District. I'm Megan Salinas and to my left is Katie Cullen. Hi all my buddies. To her left is Veronica Valencia. Hey guys, all the way around here. Yeah. <laughs> Megan Salinas again. Uh, I'm Guys, we are going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTVTitan. Uh, for those of you guys following along on Twitter, Katie's got you covered on the live chat. Uh, guys, before we get started, before we start digging into this episode, I want to reiterate and I, I want to say that for the most part, Everybody, all of our commenters and people in the, the live chat have been very, very, very good about this. But we like to keep the discussion for our after show limited to this episode of the anime. Um, we haven't read ahead in the manga, so please no manga spoilers. Uh, we like to be surprised. Uh, I know sometimes we can't help it, and so we'll read ahead. But if we ever get to that point again, we will discuss that. We will tell you guys ahead of time. Um, but we will still say no manga spoilers because not everyone has read ahead. And I'm the one checking the live chat. Don't spoil I, Katie. And I have administrator privileges. If you spoil me, I will ban you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> if y'all spoil things, we're gonna send a uh, <laughs> we're gonna send the Claudian Titan after you. <laughs> we're gonna have over there somehow. <laughs> we will slowly but surely find you. We'll Some get truth there. coming out of the well to shame mankind thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like that. But again, uh, every most everybody has been really cool and really considerate. So thank you guys so so much uh for for sort of adhering to that guideline we really appreciate it y'all are awesome uh guys let's go ahead and dig into this so what did we think of this episode i think we're all just kind of stuck on that titan <laughs> <laughs> it certainly what? makes for a striking visual what? for sure what? 
I mean, that's all I can really take away from this episode. It's like, I was just, I can't take you seriously. The, like, <laughs> the other thing I took away from this is, screw you, Dad, I'm living my own life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, Historia in this episode. Oh. So good. Historia oh. in these past two or three episodes has just been the best. Absolutely. Uh, just seeing all of the character progression that, you know, in season one seemed to be not ne- not necessarily a nothing character, but just sort of one of the ensemble. It's so nice seeing somebody who, who was sort of in the background literally rise to prominence. It's really great. I think this is going to be a good episode and a starting point for Aaron to get his confidence back because I feel like ever since this season began he has just been really down on himself because in the beginning he couldn't make himself harden he (laughs) phrasing phrasing (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) I mean we're all ready Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He rated explicit all, on iTunes. All, so no, we all sorry. Know. That was very childish of me. Do I'm sorry. Like a spring Veronica. sound effect up there, or uh... apologies to anyone watching and listening. Meaning, make his Titan body become like armor. There you go. To <laughs> I can't go on. I'm done. I'm he so can't sorry. create crystals yes. in the same way. Like... <laughs> Good enough. I'm so sorry I interrupted your thoughts. I don't think that was great. I was not even going there at all. But we got there anyway. <laughs> anyway, my point. I'm a, I apologize for being a middle schooler <laughs> in this moment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I really love um, I love that take um, because I know we we've had a lot of um, there's there's been a lot of sort of criticism of Aaron as a character during this arc um, because there's a little bit more angst and he he's been taken out of the action. So I, I agree with you. I definitely think that this is a good first step into um, getting him to be proactive again. Uh, but before we dig too deeply into the episode, we have a quick announcement for you guys. <laughs> hey after buzzers our network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite tv shows from dramas reality tv sci-fi and more there is no network that works harder to serve television fans but we need your help we're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our youtube channels by subscribing to our channel youtube will suggest content that's tailor-made for you and you'll help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't because they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments and we'll thank you on air. For now, thank you for being the best fans and helping and for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. I love that the live read provides its own foley. Like you, you pick it up and it just sounds important. I love it. I absolutely love it's it. How you know to pay attention? Yeah, um, this is it. It also oh yeah. makes for good thunderstorms. 
it's yeah, it's great uh, if you're a Foley artist for sure. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead. Kind of going off of what you were saying, let's talk about Aaron in this, uh, especially in this opening sequence, because we we pick up exactly where we left off with "Give a hand to Katie." She absolutely called it. Uh, Reese was way too big of a titan to be contained in that chamber. Uh, <laughs> do we know have we because I this and to anyone out there listening as well refresh our memories do we know why they're certain sizes and not nope um, as far as we know in terms of the information that we've been given uh, there's nothing to indicate what kind of titan someone will become obviously when they become a titan they are initially mindless until they consume somebody with the shifter ability but that's the extent of it we have no idea if there's sort of a way to preemptively modify what kind of titan you become maybe for the people who were you know the titans who came from outside the wall annie reiner bertolt um all those folks. That other Maybe. guy who got eaten by Amir. <laughs> it's entirely possible that um the process was modified so that like Titans are sort of customizable for them or or <laughs> I think that was the case because again we keep going back to those particular Titans that we've seen don't look like they don't have skin and those are the only ones that we've seen and they all came from the same place with the same or similar missions all of our other titan shifters look a lot more organic some of them have even been furry which is an interesting development and they've all beast titan dad jaeger yeah yeah and they've all come from eating someone with the shifter ability so it again, even if we've answered all these little questions in the walls with how did the walls get built? What's how can we control Titans? How does this work? We still have that whole other faction outside the walls that we know next to nothing about. And and I feel like it is a safe assumption too to assume that there is some level of customizable abilities <laughs> when it comes to creating your your very own Titan because as we see in this a sort of bag that Rod Reese had with him, there was an armor option. <laughs> it really does feel like you're customizing your own character. And right? yet he turned into that. It's it's Titan Build-A-Bear. I feel I like- mean, you go in and you buy it the nice little outfit and then you get the little voice recorder and go grrrr and then put it in so when you squeeze it, it makes a noise and it's, it's Titan Build-A-Bear. I, I feel like this, uh, it's a combination of like there are certain variables that you can control, like whether or not your Titan has armor or not, whether or not it has this ability or not. But I also feel like, given what we see in this episode, that there are certain factors out of your control. Or maybe there's an age sort of limit on in terms of when when it's the threshold is okay for you to become a titan um before you turn into a crazy abnormal like reese did here um you know that might explain why it's important for a member of the royal family to become a titan at such a young age i would almost disagree with that given what we saw the titans that we saw come from connie's village like, the only one that wasn't viable was Connie's mom, but all of the rest of them, all Titans look a little weird. That's fair. That's that's a fair assessment. I wonder if the royal family has the ability to tell what someone's Titan is going to look like. And that's why it was always, no, Rod can't become the Titan. He's going to be this. I know. I was just about <laughs> to say, that would make a lot of sense if they have some idea of what Titan they will become. 
it makes good sense who should not become a Titan. Yeah. It also explains why they pass this Titan ability on to his younger brother instead of him when your line of succession for royalty is usually firstborn male. Yeah. Or in this case, just firstborn because Frida. Yeah. I, I would like to know how they sort of have the ability to to tell who what your Titan form is going to look like. But Well, when Rod was a baby, he liked to crawl around with his face on the ground and they went, mm. They're like, yeah, you're not Titan material. <laughs> Do you think you take like an SAT like aptitude test? <laughs> and they're like, mm, yeah, no, you're nah, not. you're not going to work. SAT and the T stands for Titan. <laughs> Oh my god! Standard aptitude Titan. <laughs> oh lord. Um, but yeah, I so I feel like that's a good assessment. But again, excellent call, Katie. Way to way to predict the the reason why he shouldn't is because in fact he was too big for this chamber. I did not predict the freestyle Titan. <laughs> I did not predict swimming through the countryside. Somebody in our comment section referred to him as the Turkey Titan. I don't know if that's the official name. I very much prefer Slinky Titan or Accordion Slinky Titan. Titan. I like Accordion Titan. <laughs> Chat has been saying that it's because in the manga he did look like a turkey. Okay. Oh, which makes sense. <laughs> Chad has also been talking about how they don't like the CGI, and I'm perfectly okay with CGI for giant, ridiculous titans, which is what it's been for so far, because I wouldn't want someone to have to animate that. <laughs> oh my god. That's it, like, so much. Frame by yeah. frame, cell by cell. I realize it's just as much work to do it in CG, but it's a very different type of work. So, yes, please put Accordion Titan in CG and just do that noise and spend the hand animation budget on everyone else. It's true. I really want to hear like the little sound effect every time. Every time. <laughs> Somebody please make that video and just send it to us. That would be delightful. Uh, Veronica, we, we've given our thoughts on CGI Titans last season. Um, what's your sort of take on it? Because that was a big... Um, aesthetic change mm -hmm. uh, in the previous season from season one to season two. What did, what's your take on CGI Titans? I was perfectly okay with it. I didn't think for me personally it brought me out of the element right before. I felt like it wasn't a complete, like, oh, this is completely different from the clean animation we were just seeing. This is really jarring kind of thing. I was perfectly okay with it. And to Katie's point, I agree, like... You know, this show is already taking so much time with all of the animation it has to do to make it as clean as it has been. Yeah, give us a CGI Slinky Titan. I'm okay with it. <laughs> and it's, it's not like, wow, that CGI is pasted on. Because you, you definitely, there are definitely some anime where they do CGI for some things and you go, whoa, what? This is very well integrated. Like, I would say for people who may not have as much of an eye for animation or people who don't know that it's CGI may not be able to pick up on it. Like, if you know it's CGI, then you go, oh, okay, yeah, that's CGI, but it doesn't ruin the experience. But if someone doesn't know and maybe doesn't have that flavor of eye for detail, then they may not ever pick up that that's CGI. And that means that it's real good CGI. <laughs> For, for me, it legitimately varies from scene to scene. There were a couple sequences last season, um, particularly when Hanji's team was 
Ariel attacking the Colossal Titan, and there's this beautiful spinning shot of them um, twirling around the Colossal Titan's arms. Um, it was absolutely a phenomenal piece of animation. In sequences like that, I I don't care that it's CGI because it looks so visually engaging and so interesting. Um, but there are also there are also scenes where I look at it and I it does feel jarring to me. And that's just because I as a person am not a fan of putting CGI in anime at all, even in cases where it's really well integrated like in Tiger and Bunny and and there are other other series where it's very well put together. For me, I'm like Ugh, I prefer the hand-drawn look because I'm an old-fashioned lady. <laughs> See, I cut my teeth on Vandred, and that was 2000s CGI in an anime, and it worked really well and holds up more than you'd it, think it, it would. It just reminds me of Zoids. <laughs> I mean, Zoids was amazing! But it, but, wor- it works but I, really I, well for mecha anime, not gonna lie. I, I, I let it go when it comes to mecha anime because I'm like, okay, you're a giant robot, it's fine. Um, but, so for me, it, it varies He's from scene to scene. <laughs> it's fine. It, it varies for me from scene to scene. Um, for the most part, though, I'm totally willing to roll with it because I know this is a cost-saving measure. So, you know what? If it gives us more scenes like Levi at the very beginning of this season where he's eluding um, all of Kenny's men and doing this big, beautiful action set piece, uh, I am all for it. Yes, CGI that Titan. (laughs) CGI the Titan and give us Kenny entering a door pelvis first. Yes! (laughs) I need that in every episode, please. Because that's how he lives his life. Screams yeehaw and Kramers into a door. Okay, we've we've spent a lot of time talking about (laughs) the aesthetics of this Titan. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Because it's hilarious. Well, let's talk about Aaron. Uh, Veronica, to your point, uh, Aaron really got the opportunity to step up in this episode. What did we think? Because this episode was also kind of a callback to the episodes with Levi's team and, you know, the sort of heartbreaking tragedy that befell that entire group. Uh, what did we think of this, of that particular callback and Aaron making a very different choice this time around? Mm. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) no i was i liked it again to the point that i made earlier because i think especially at this point aaron is so defeated because of everything he that was just said to him him. dumped on him about his father he's so defeated he thinks he's the enemy of, of humanity he does not feel like he needs to live so the fact that he stepped up and he's was literally feeling like someone just kill me. Some, like, historia, you should have ate me, basically. I'm like, you know what, Aaron? Good for you. Good for you that you were able to make this decision. And it... (laughs) I got nothing. That was pretty much it. Like, in the state that he's in, it's so difficult to try to pull yourself together and do something. And the fact that he's able to do it... Well done, dude. The, uh... What I loved about this moment is, again, hearkening back to that particular callback. In season one, Levi told Aaron, look, 
I I could tell you what to do, but at the end of the day, it's your choice because and he's he's been very candid with our our boys and girls, our scouts up to this point too about not knowing whether or not the course of action that they're taking is right or wrong. And those decisions are matters of life and death. And for him to be very candid about like I don't know if this is the right choice, guys, is the right approach because he's allowing them the autonomy to make decisions for themselves and to sort of assess the situation for themselves, especially when it's their lives on the line. And in season one, Aaron chose to trust his team and they all ended up dead. And so here, he like, it's not that he doesn't have faith in them to come up with a solution. It's more like he wants to make that choice to protect the people who are willing to put faith in him as well. So I I really loved that moment of Levi, you know, again, looking at him and going like, you can defer to me for orders, or you can make this decision for yourself. I thought it was awesome. I do think it was also very nice and convenient that the little vial labeled Piper (laughs) fell out of the medical bag. And I have to wonder if they recovered that medical bag and brought it with them. I hope so. (laughs) That's that's the D&D player instincts in me. It's basically like, oh, it's a potentially useful item. Bring it with you. Now, I mean, one could argue that that's a little too convenient. It's like, oh, yeah, it's it's. Per, you know, the fact that it's right there. Oh, you know, how how would that have been okay? But then he thought to use it. Like, he noticed that it was there. He put two and two together and went, well, I hope to God this is four and went for it. Could you imagine if it was... Uh, Three and if, a half. If the, if the vial had been mislabeled. <laughs> like, it was a very um, Emperor's New Groove moment. This isn't poison. This is extract of llama. And he just turns into a giant llama titan. <laughs> I'd be okay with it. We're going to have give, fan art of that now, you know. Just give me really weird Titan. Titans from now on out. Give me Llama Titan. Give me wah, more Slinky Titan. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> it's all I like Titan. titan. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this was this was an excellent character moment. And uh, by can I also just say too how cool the animation was seeing that crystalline effect. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Enter through the chamber. Although I will call a little bit of a, a a little bit of confusion regarding continuity because they were able to slice him out of the Titan when they were not able to get access to Annie when she froze herself over. But I guess Annie's there's a difference. Had practice with this. Annie knows yeah. how to use it to its best effect. Aaron is very much doing the hope and a prayer. Hmm, well, see usage. if this works. Yeah, exactly. And I guess you could also make the argument that like after he transformed into the titan and used this ability that his maybe his even though it took the shape of his titan that like his titan form might have disintegrated or it was somehow less stable than Annie uh using the ability. So, yeah. Maybe it was a one-time crystal. use. <laughs> and the, the crystal that we see in here is also different from the crystal that we saw Annie encased in. It's a different color. It's more solid as opposed to uh, see-through. And it's also a little different from kind of what we see with the walls. So I wouldn't be surprised if we have two very different types of crystal going on, especially since Annie is a manufactured titan. Yep. It could be, hey, we saw this crystal ability. We really like it. Let's make one of our own. And it functions differently. Lucky Aaron. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's. This is a, an excellent development, though, because it means that, as as Sasha points out, 
you know, as, as they all point out, as they're sort of reconvening after the fact, uh, that they can now, for 100% certain, plug the wall, plug the hole in the wall, and pursue... Uh, pursue the basement, finally! And finally. I just love the comments about, oh, was that important? Oh, do we still have that? Like, ah, uh, characters being the audience uh, XP. I love <laughs> it when you do that. Was that still a thing that we were doing? Oh, right! It <laughs> feels like so long ago. It was like three weeks ago, Sasha. <laughs> like, oh, that MacGuffin that I completely forgot about because the world has gone to hell. This anime completely makes me forget about the concept of time. <laughs> it really it's is. It's been so, someone in chat. Oh, yeah. Jeremiah Winslow in chat. Keep in mind, from season one, episode eight, all the way to here, happened in the span of about two months. Yeah. That's, that's a-, a lot to handle in two months, especially if you are a teenager. Exactly. Which most of them are. And what I love about this show is that unlike a lot of shonen anime, that two-month time period isn't just people staring at each other and screaming. Yes! <laughs> yes. Powering up. How Stop it! Five minutes! <laughs> this five minutes has lasted for ten episodes? Great. Awesome. Cool. I, I think you misunderstood what a montage was. <laughs> You're supposed to make time shorter. Uh, well, and and again, another important thing from this whole sequence is that Hanji's alive. Yes. yes! They were very Thank quick to God. like let us know too. Like she is alive. She was alive and she was awake. And I honestly thought she would have just been out cold from the kind of hit that she took. Doing I great, Cap! She got wrecked by the Colossal Titan, and she was still just like, get me a map. She I got to, work to do. She is the Energizer Bunny. She is not going to quit. <laughs> I love her so much. She's the best. She's wonderful. Um, She's my favorite. Do we have any more thoughts on uh, Aaron and his development? Um, I think the only other thing to touch on with this sequence is that Kenny and his team make their retreat. And we get uh, we get Trot's full name in this sequence, just in time for her to maybe be dead. <laughs> her full Glad name, we know. Her full name is now Pancake. Oh, dear. <laughs> like... Hmm. Um, I know we firmly believe in no body, no death here, so it's entirely possible that we pulled her out of the rubble, but oh boy, that did not look good. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what was her full name? Because it was Trot, Trot Carvin. Cavin? Cavin? I think Cavin. it was without an R. No, Cavin. That's correct. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to rewatch this episode and take notes, so I'm like, I hope that's it. Um, Pancake. But we it's easy to remember. We yeah. uh, we were totally mispronouncing her name last episode, I think, because um, we had somebody tweeted us that actually um, there was because we were saying Trout. That's a terrible name. Um, but it's actually more Trout, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right in any capacity. But um, I believe that uh, the inspiration for this character was a German actress prior to World War II. Um, and like she she came to America when World War II uh, started happening. So, like, the inspiration for this character is very possible that it's a real-life person. So I, I really appreciate that. Thank you guys so, so much for tweeting that at us. Um, mm. All right, do we have any other thoughts on this sequence? Um, we know for sure that Kenny's still alive, right? There's, Absolutely. Yeah, there's no way. You can't keep a good cowboy down. Again, the, this series very firmly believes in confirming a kill. So, while it's entirely possible that Thrault is now Pancake, we don't know that for sure. 
And until we see her again, see Kenny again, see someone going, well, we lost her back in that cavern there, see the body, until we get some form of confirmation, she's just kind of a big question mark right now. I feel like Kenny's a cockroach. <laughs> yeah. Like, he just will not die. He's an Ackerman. Of course he is. <laughs> he is. Not only is he a murder cowboy, he's a super-powered murder cowboy. <laughs> Rhinestone murder cowboy. <laughs> With delusions of grandeur. <laughs> I can't wait to see more of this character. Uh, he's like, no joke. He's an awful garbage human, and I love him. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of where I am right now. Like, oh, Kenny's in this episode? Wait, let me make some popcorn. All right, let's go. Let's go. Every second he's on screen is unending entertainment for me. I... <laughs> never get tired of seeing him uh i can't wait to see more okay um so quit putting spoilers in the chat guys oh my god guys i don't care how minor it is don't do it we we make guys why would we make the announcement if we didn't mean it now think about what you've done before we send that super powered murder cowboy after you so guys before we move on i want to talk to you guys really quickly about itunes Folks, thank you so much to everybody who's gone to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you. And it's the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on. And we like to give people shout-outs whenever they leave uh, comments, especially because all of our previous comments from previous years got wiped away. So it really means a lot when you guys go back in there and leave comments. But it's not just our uh, U.S. Uh, store that that counts. If you are international, and we do have an international audience, um, those comments count, although we can't necessarily see them. So I actually wanted to give a quick shout out on Twitter to uh, a viewer that we have across the pond, Michael Rigney. Uh, he is a viewer from Ireland, I believe, who who just wanted to send his well wishes and say that he really enjoys our show. So oh, thank you so thank much, you. Michael. We really appreciate that. And if you guys leave a comment, whether uh, we if it's not in the U.S. store, you guys can always leave a screen cap and put it in the hashtag. It does still count, and it means a lot to us, and we will definitely give you a shout-out if you put it in the hashtag. Um, and yeah, so guys, go to iTunes, leave that comment. We really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Do the thing, win the stuff. We love you. We love uh, it. Are they done leaving spoilers in the chat now? Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. <sighs> we really appreciate it. Okay. Guys, we, you, you can't, <laughs> if it's not an actual spoiler, don't say spoilers this because I don't know that. Again, guys, we wouldn't make a point of making an announcement if we didn't mean it. So please be cool. <laughs> be cool, y'all. All right. Guys, let's talk about sort of uh, the aftermath of this whole thing. Because as the the Titan emerges from the chapel, uh, and <laughs> it's I'm serious. Truth emerging from her well to shame mankind. <laughs> <laughs> It's a painting. <laughs> However, Truth is walking and not pulling herself along on her face. Uh, <laughs> but who could blame her if she did? Um, Truth being like, I hate all of you, but I need coffee first. Here's, here's the thing that I also. So it's not just the fact that he's big and sluggish and wrinkly and slinky like, or the fact that he's dragging his face on the floor. You're listing a lot of hilarious things. <laughs> it's all hilarious. I can't, I can't get my face taken away, I was going to say. But the fact that, like, all of the scouts are on horses, riding at full capacity, and yet somehow he's this big, ugly slug that's still just going as fast as them. I'm like, what are you? He's big and he's 
fast. He covers a lot of ground uh, in a short amount of time. Um, and twice as big as the Colossal Titan was a, was a very important note. Um, but looking at this guy, he's a mindless titan until he gets his hands on a person with a shifter ability and until he consumes them. And, and he's it, specifically an abnormal, which would explain why he didn't straight up go for Aaron or attempt to eat all of the little humans that were there. He's going for more humans. He's going where he's... I guess. He's, he's, I, I feel like he's going where he can sense more human presence. Yeah. It's the, it's the Jurassic Park argument. Well, why is the T-Rex hunting the humans when there's a sick Triceratops in the field that it can eat? He's going for the sick Triceratops. Yeah, and it, it also explains, you know, they made a point early in the series to talk about how, like, Titans aren't necessarily super active at night. This guy is motoring as an abnormal. It makes a lot of sense. Um, but can I just say that I really appreciate um, moments that we get with Irvin right now because he's getting all this information that like there is an abnormal, a giant abnormal Titan on its way to a large population populated district, and they're like, "Hey, should we evacuate?" And he's like, "No, no, no! I got a plan. Trust me, guys. I'm on a roll right now." <laughs> There's no way this could backfire. I'm hearing a lot of abridged Armin in that. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. (laughs) I'm on a winning streak and you will not ruin this for me. (laughs) But yeah, like you were saying, he's not even phased by it. He's like, oh, this is just another bump in the road. (laughs) Must be Tuesday. I overthrew the government this morning. (laughs) And now we're taking care of abnormal titans in the evening. It's fine. Everything's fine. This has been a hell of a 24 hours. Let's go. I mean, there was a decent percentage that I was going to be dead before the sun went down. <laughs> now I'm alive. Let's get going. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty immortal right now, guys. <laughs> I already spent my one death scare and I'm still here. I, I, it's good. Everything's good. Here's hoping that hubris does not come back to bite him. Um, but one of the things that, we, again, when we were in the cave um, as uh, Rod was emerging from the chapel, we got a lot of really great character bits from everybody supporting Aaron and, you know, saying that they're not going to give up, that they've been in worse scrapes. And we get a very sort of similar moment as everybody's in the wagon um, sort of making their way to the Orva district. Um, and we get this great moment between Historia, Aaron, and Mikasa um, where, you know, they're talking about what just happened, essentially. And... Historia sort of breaks down a little bit and she goes, she makes, she apologizes to Aaron because she's like, I'm really sorry. I considered killing you. The expression on Mikasa's face when she says that, like it changes from interest to excuse you. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. I found this entire exchange very interesting just because for me, from the very moment we found out a couple episodes ago that. Daddy Yeager basically gave Aaron this new power. From that moment, I was like, okay, he's doing this because he wants Aaron to be the change. Because they're not, they have the power to defeat the Titans, but they're not doing that. So he wants to change that. And that's always what I firmly believed. And so this exchange was very interesting because in the beginning, they were like, well, how are we going to, we have to capture Rod. We have to, you know, try and get out the brainwashing from the first king. And I'm just like, it was interesting to me because in my mind, I was like, okay, they want to do all this, but, like, there's got to be some way for Aaron to just master this power in some way, shape, or form. And then when it finally came out that that's what they were going to maybe try and do, I was like, okay, great. 
We're on the same yeah. page now. This this was again such great character bits from everybody because Aaron is doubling down on like, hey, if this is the best course of action for humanity, then yes, I'm willing to lay my life down. Uh, very scout like of him. But Historia being the one to chime in and go, guys, there are way too many variables here. Uh, there's a lot going on and. Uh, kind of a new theory that I really liked that was put forth in this episode was that the will of the original founding Titan was what was preventing every succeeding monarch from actually freeing humanity. That it's not just like, oh, I get it. Like, oh, there's a reason why uh, the walls need to stay up. It like the idea that they present is that his will is actually physically kind brainwashing of brainwashing them exactly they use the word brainwashing it's like okay now that's different because it was initially presented as oh once you have this knowledge you'll understand why there's a big difference between all right i get the reason and no your brain has been hijacked yeah it's it's for anybody who watched season three of agents of shield it's a very high sort of situation Gee. um the it's I, I do want to make a quick note about the localizing in this particular episode because I don't know about you guys. Did you notice how like interesting the subtitles were? Maybe brainwashing them. isn't necessarily the right word, but it was like the most appropriate word because there were some great <laughs> there were some great little bits in the subtitles this time around. Like uh, Kenny at one point said, "Like you done goofed," and I. <laughs> <laughs> There was a I've point. never seen subtitles say you done goof. But I was love a, it. But that's how Kenny talks. <laughs> he is a cowboy. Did we forget Nina? Did we just forget <laughs> about that? It was beautiful. Um, no, but there was a point made in chat that Irvin calling it a big ass Titan was an accurate translation. <laughs> I'm okay. like, all right, I'm so, in. So it's not just the localizers having Chad fun. Chad <laughs> made very, very sure to say that, oh, yeah, no, that's accurate. That's what he called it. I'm like, all right, cool. I mean, what else would you say? That's <laughs> literally it. But um, to go back to Historia. To go back to accordion motions. To have her be the one to go, guys, that's not a viable course of action because of X, Y, and Z reasons. And also, what if he just brainwashes everyone again and makes us forget? Then we're back to square one. Yeah. Historia for the win, guys. Coming up. So amazing. Yas, queen. Exactly. And it, it's so great having this this moment. Again, this is what I'm talking about in terms of, like, she was a background character, basically. And she's getting this op- opportunity to shine. And after this ex- whole exchange, um, she and Levi actually have a little bit of a one-on-one where he explains the plan of, like, okay, if that's the case, then we can't have that Titan running around. We're going to have to kill your dad. Are Like, are you cool with that? <laughs> this is very straightforward. And she's just kind of... Yep. Well, and she has to admit to herself that she's like, I wasn't going to do it for, you know, I wasn't going to do it for humanity. Like, that's what I was telling myself. I was doing it to please him. That's what I was going, that's what I was going to say is like, I think for her, that moment of not being, wanting to have a relationship with her father came when she said to Aaron, hey, I was thinking of killing you because I wanted to believe in my dad. I wanted to believe that he's right. And as soon as she had came to grips with herself that, hey, that's not what it was, she's able to tell herself this is a okay plan of action to kill him. I loved what she said, too. Like, I'm, 
I may be an enemy of humanity. Like, I'm not a good girl anymore, but I'm still your ally. Mm-hmm. And like uh-huh. that to me, I'm like, oh, it made me feel feelings. And that is more important. Mm-hmm. And also talking about how like the rest of her team is also standing by her because Levi is like, hey, we had this successful coup. If your dad's going to die, that makes you the rightful heir to the throne. And we need a story to tell everybody so it doesn't just seem like we did just do a military overhaul coup. And you could argue sort of the morality of that because, you know, it's a story to tell the populace to put them at ease. You could argue the morality of that as opposed to just like telling them the truth. It's like a version of the truth. But her teammates stand up for her and they're like, she just got loose. You know, she she just gained her freedom from under the grip of her father. Uh, you know, she's finally having an opportunity, you know, the government's not after her anymore. She finally has an opportunity to be free, which is what the scouts fight for. And now you want to shove her into another role. You, you know, you're not giving her a choice. And I, and I both love this. Connie and John just being like, um, uh, <laughs> and having a hard time standing up to Levi, but still doing their damnedest to do it. Like, mm-hmm. that's also really impressive. Yeah, and again, for 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 her as a character, it's so interesting to have her double down one minute to be like, I'm the worst girl who ever lived, to, yeah, I'll be your queen, under one condition. Oh, I love it. Oh, this, I almost cried, because... It was uh, so good. It was amazing. It can be butterflies. Because... <laughs> Right now, just thinking about it. Yes, queen. Yes, queen Historia, because she agrees. She's like, I'll be your queen under one condition. If all of my friends are putting their lives on the line, then I'm putting everything on the line too. She's like, I'll be queen as long as I can still be out on the front lines and actually contribute. Like, that's just, it's so perfect. That moment where she just comes out and she like takes her place. I'm like, I'm in love. This is amazing. (laughs) It was so good. So good. I I still I don't want to say that her character arc is complete yet, but like it was such a pivotal moment. And again, I'm getting goosebumps talking about her. Right she now. got so much better as a character when she stopped trying to please everybody else. And I think finally realizing that, yeah, no, I was just trying to do that to please dad was that last step in you don't have to be a nice person. You don't have to try to do things for other people. You can do things for you. You can be selfish. It's okay. That's pretty great. Thank you, Amir. Now get back here. (laughs) Yes, come back, Amir. Come back. Um, So, yeah, that's that's my thing, is that I always thought it was funny, the running joke of everybody looking at her as like, oh, she's beautiful, I gotta marry her. Um, But it's so nice to see her character go from somebody that was being put up on a pedestal for being a good girl or for being the ideal wife, you know, the the ideal sort of. (laughs) Well, it's kind of fun thinking of it in terms of like the Japanese culture too. Um, You know, it's very attractive for women to be a little bit more submissive. And, you know, so that's why like every character was like, oh my God, I'm in love with her. She's perfect. (laughs) I'm going to marry her someday. And then I walk away from that episode going... They had the right idea. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to bury that girl someday. Wow. <laughs> well, see, I was going to say, I feel like her decision to quickly agree to take the throne was just because she could 
do it herself. Like, you, some can argue, oh, well, you know, it's just, again, people telling her what she needs to do. You need to be a titan. You need to be the queen. But I feel like for her in this particular situation, she was like, I can do this myself, and I'm with people who will let me do it my way, as opposed to, like, she was with her dad, and her dad was like, you need to do this this way, and so on and so forth. Yeah, you need to submit to the will of the founding titan. Uh, yeah, creepy in and of itself. But like, yeah, to her to, to her to be like, I'm going to ascend to the throne and I will guide humanity to where it needs to go on my terms. Like, that's perfect. Here's hoping she doesn't die in the, in the upcoming battle. Fingers crossed, because again, that's sort of gonna put a a damper on all of this. A halt on their plan. (laughs) Fingers crossed. But that is the sort of thing that Attack on Titan would do. Yes, it is. Don't do it to me, (laughs) show. Bye. Don't do it, show. And guys, no spoilers. Don't don't want (laughs) to. Don't let us know. So, on that note, do we have any final thoughts on this episode before we move on into some predictions? Accordion noises. (laughs) Accordion noises. (laughs) Accordion noises. I feel like I know what the fate of Rod Reese might be in the coming episodes with this plan that they're putting together, but I could honestly use more Slinky Titan in my life. <laughs> so, I mean, more Slinky Titan, please. I, I don't think he'll be around for long, but boy, did he make an impression. He did. It's about 40 feet deep and 300 miles long in the countryside. That's the impression that he made. Uh, I, I feel literally like in the ground. I know, that's the joke. <laughs> I feel like your request for more Slinky Titan, I feel like the show is going to deliver on that. Absolutely. Um, for for me, uh, my favorite bits of all of this episode is just, it's so nice to see our scouts reunited and to, to get these character interactions that I've missed. I've missed seeing Sasha interact with Aaron, and I, I miss seeing Jean giving Aaron a hard time. And, and especially for um, Mikasa and uh, Mikasa and his story. I really liked the moments between the two of them in this episode, too, because there was a moment last season where Mikasa looked Historia dead in the eye and says, I only have room in my heart for so many people. And like, she is cold-blooded. <laughs> and so in this episode, I feel like, you know, Mikasa has, Historia is one of those people. At the end of the day, it's always going to be Armin and Aaron. But I feel like, again, Mikasa cares a lot about her her fellow scouts as well. And I feel like that just the moment, the brief moments that we had with the two of them, I feel like, okay, yeah, they, they're cool now, <laughs> She mm-hmm. has exp- she's added another circle. Like the circle that matters the most, the inner circle is Armin and Aaron. And then the second circle is like, yeah, these scouts, yeah, these people, yeah, Commander Levi, like all these people, but really if it comes to a choice between inner circle and outer circle, we all know what she's choosing. She, we all know who she's choosing, but it's oh, like yeah. I feel like every character on that outer circle at some point has proven to her that they belong there. Exactly. They can be trusted. Exactly. On that note, let's go ahead and delve into some predictions. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. 
So they're going to kill the accordion titan and everything's going to be fine forever, right? right? <laughs> He's going to make an accordion deflating noise. Oh, oh. yes. <laughs> like when you stab an accordion and it just makes that awful cacophonous howl. He's like, I want that. He's not actually going to attack the town. He's just putting on a Weird Al concert for everyone. <laughs> like, he's going to get to the Orva district and just put, it's just going to be that. Do angry white boy polka. Exactly. Yeah. He's just putting on a polka concert for everyone. It's great. Vicar Veronica. I'm sticking with that. <laughs> Veronica thought. I firmly agree that that is what we are getting, and I'm so happy. But um, in, in terms of everything else, everything else about the show, the last um, 36 hours, you know, basically. Um, no, I think that from here on out, because the last couple of episodes, everyone's just been so scattered. Everyone's been very scared and they don't know what to do and have to make these very tough decisions. I feel like now that they're all back together, they're going to all get their confidence. And I feel like we're going to get more just bad assness. Can I say that? Yeah, I already said yeah that's fine. Okay. Um, we, we already said big ass Titan earlier. Um, <laughs> no. I feel like with the, the character development that we've gotten for a lot of people, I'm kind of doubling down on someone's going to die soon. Um, we've had a lot of near misses and it's been quite some time since anybody important died. I feel like it's a was, little bit overdue, and so I'm I'm doubling down on someone's going to die. I don't know who. I feel like Historia would be the most devastating, though. The last person I think we got was Hannes, and we had the scare with Irvin. And he, he used his little get-out-of-death-free card, which was in the form of his I can't die! Arm. I'm amazing! <laughs> but I want that on a shirt. shirt. <laughs> Well, now we have to make it a shirt. Well, Keep your the, eyes peeled for that. On that note, <laughs> Veronica, where can people go if they want to find you? Yeah, definitely. You can uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at it's me, Veronica underscore V. You can also catch me talking more anime on the My Hero Academia after show Tuesdays at 6. I'm Katie Cullen. You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxe. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I have also recently started a podcast called On The Point. It is all things Overwatch and that also lives on that YouTube channel. I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I also have a uh, podcast out. It's a lost retrospective podcast called No Love Lost. So you can follow that at No Love Lost Pod. Thank you guys so, so much for watching. We will see you all next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Wah, 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 wah. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.